It's time again for Three Point Podcast. Three sports guys, three generations, and three hot takes. The triple threat includes baby boomer Ted Patel of Z92.5 The Castle. Our Gen Xer is Matt Burns of ESPN and the SEC Network out of Charlotte, North Carolina. The millennial man is Jared Patel of Valley Sports Detroit. Comments and questions can be sent by email to threepointpod at gmail.com. Follow Three Point Podcast on social media at Three Point Pod. The fellows will get it rolling right after this from our partners. Memorial Healthcare is proud and excited to open their new $40 million plus neurology, orthopedic, and community wellness center, now called the NOW Building. The 15,000 square foot facility features the highest quality, most sensitive 3T MRI available on today's market. The three-story building provides area residents a medically-based wellness center featuring nutritional, counseling, and group fitness classes, among other offerings. Memorial Healthcare's new wellness center includes locker rooms, private showers, steam rooms, sauna, a lap pool, and more, including a raised track for walking and running with views of the entire Memorial campus and surrounding area. Memorial Healthcare strives to bring healthcare and wellness together, servicing patients' needs from diagnosis to treatment to rehab and beyond. For more details, go online at memorialhealthcare.org or call 989-720-CARE. That's 989-720-2273. Rivals Tap House and Grill is the area's go-to spot for the best in food and drink. Meet up with your friends and catch your favorite sporting events on over 20 high-def flat-screen TVs. And our 120-inch projection screen. Rivals can handle your large or small parties and is an awesome spot to put on your fundraising events. Weekly food and drink specials including gourmet burgers, wings, pizza, homemade soup, and salads. Rivals also stocks a large selection of craft and domestic brews. Rivals Tap House and Grill, the official gathering spot of three-point podcast located on the corner of Shiawassee and M21 in Corona. Hello, everyone. It's time for episode 219 of the three-point podcast presented by Memorial Healthcare, home of the -the state-of-the-art now community wellness center with pool, workout equipment, track, and a whole lot more. Hey, we're going to do our normal catch-up, talk some sports, including a preview of the NBA Finals. But we're really excited about our chat with Ryan Slocum, formerly of ABC 12 WJRT-TV in Flint, now with state champs, about a great doc he worked on about the tremendous high school rivalry, Saginaw High and Arthur Hill. The film is Hill versus High and a must-watch for all Hoops fans. Our other partners include Crow Real Estate and Auction, Nelson House Funeral Homes, Rivals Tap House and Grill, Success Group Mortgage and Servicing, the Wash of Owasso, and the ALS Association of Michigan. By the way, MLB will continue to support ALS research with the second annual Lou Gehrig Day coming up June 2nd. That's tomorrow as we record this on the 1st. Follow them on Twitter at LG4Day. And we're going to get the show going right after this. Looking to buy items online? Go to CRAuctions.com. All you need to do is download the app to your phone or computer and start buying and selling today. CRAuctions.com will market your items all over the country and get them sold. If you are looking to buy something, we can help with that too. Just go to CRAuctions.com. Search our inventory and place your bid. Plus, there are online auctions for farm machinery, firearms, automobiles, and truckloads of overstocked items. It's fast, it's easy, and you will get results. Get the app and check out CRAuctions.com today. All right, guys. I mean, quickly, we'll have a little recap of what's going on. Uh, Memorial Day just has gone by. I know, Matt, you and I both had kind of similar weekends with family. Uh, You spent it with your 
in-laws that look like I saw on Facebook. Tell us a little bit about your uh, weekend. Yeah, it's kind of turned into uh, a little bit of a tradition, I guess, on Memorial Day. My my wife's dad still lives over in Tennessee, and so we usually head over there for Memorial Weekend. He has a really nice backyard with a pool and deck and, you know, swings and a nice garage and all this stuff. So now there's there's a good good amount of grandkids and stuff that come around, so it's great to get the kids in the pool and, you know, playing in the yard and stuff. It's, so, yeah, it's kind of turned into a tradition to head over there. Memorial weekend. And it's always a blast. I mean, we always eat a ton of food and have some good drinks and the weather is usually good, you know, in Tennessee. And it was again this weekend. So yeah, it's a blast. And it's always fun seeing family too, hanging out in the pool and just staying up, hanging out. So I, I, Memorial weekend, I know I always talk about it and, and I do, this is still the case. Fourth of July is still my favorite uh, holiday. Memorial Day is weekend. The whole weekend is creeping up there, though. It's, yeah, a, it's a great weekend. The weather is usually it's, really nice. And yeah, uh, it's awesome. It's the, fir- the weather breaks first real like kind of summer weekend. I'll be honest. I think it's better than the 4th of July. Well, it's always a weekend. It's a three day weekend, uh, which you can't say the same thing for 4th of July when it's on a Wednesday or a Tuesday. So you kind of get shafted sometimes. Uh, but man, you I, I love it. Any excuse you have to hit the water, if the sun is in the sky, you're at a beach, you're at a pool, you're at a lake. One of the three. <laughs> and I can respect it's awesome, man. It's you do it right. Nothing yeah. wrong with that at all, man. Absolutely. You know, uh I'll I'll tell you about my my uh, weekend here in a second, but I I gotta tell you guys, I've just gotta throw this political comment in. I've been just chomping at the bit since that unbelievable shooting in texas i mean it happened basically the day after we recorded i was on fire for like three days just and that's still affecting me to the max i mean jared you can relate to this i mean we you, all of us could relate to it obviously but matt you got young children jared uh, your dad is a former teacher and he's a superintendent of schools we have a lot of relatives that are in the teaching business i mean i just don't know what the answers are but i know one answer coming from me is, you know, there's no need for assault weapons, number one. Assault weapon, think of the name of it. It's What's it used for? And then number two, I am for gun control. I think there's no reason that an 18-year-old can get their hands on a, a weapon like that and the ammunition, and they can't even drink. I mean, can't, can't the right side compromise a bit and say, hey, look, we probably should change the law and at least have an age limit and raise it to 21 or 25, whatever. Right. 18's too young. It just is too young. We're all stupid when we're 18. We're yeah. lucky if we're smart by 21, but it's just crazy. My yeah, political I, comment. I, I think, yeah, I know we, we don't dive into this stuff too often, but some of these are kind of too, you know, too big of a deal to, to avoid kind of. And I think it's clear that there's not one answer. No, right. it's not just, gun control. You know, there's obviously many other factors in play here, but it's clear that there is an issue in this country. I mean, the people who want to act like this, it's not that big of a deal. It just happens. The the crazy people are always going to find a way, you know, they throw out all those kind of excuses. This, this is the only country where stuff like this happens. And, you know, you right. see the numbers of the amount of firearms in our country compared to other developed countries. It's staggering how many more guns we just have in this country we all grew up in a very pro gun area. You know, I just, I never got into hunting and stuff like that. So I've just never been a big gun person, but I understand there's a lot of people who are, 
you know, very responsible and, you know, they keep everything locked up and they, you know, know how to properly maintain guns and they teach gun safety and all that. So, so that's all fine, but it's, it's making it just harder for the people who are clearly going to do something stupid to, to get guns is, is where we need to go. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people say like, again, the bad people are still going to find a way, whether it's drugs or, you know, whatever other excuse they throw out there. It's like, well, like, even if these, these gun control laws stop a few people from getting these guns, isn't that a good thing? So it's just like, if we do nothing, this is just going to keep happening. Some, something right. needs to change. Yeah, I'm not going to be able to solve this issue, you know, on this yeah. podcast in, in a 30 second tidbit. But I am kind of curious, what's it like, Matt? Kind of, you know, you have two young kids, obviously, they're going to be going through school uh, for the foreseeable future. Is it weird? Kind of like when stuff like this happens and you're, you know, dropping her off at school for the day or doing that, those sort of things. Like that what's kind of going cool. through your head? Yeah, it is weird. I mean, the day after that happened, I, 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 I usually take her to school and, you know, there's just that understanding of you take them to school and they're safe. You know, you, you just assume at, at school is a place that they're safe. And when stuff like this happens, you remember like you're leaving them in the hands. I mean, you're leaving them there. So it is a weird feeling. And then when you pick them up, it's it, you shouldn't have that feeling when you pick them up of like, cool, we made it one more day. Yeah, you know, right. like it, it shouldn't be that way. And she was talking, I mean, she's in kindergarten. She should not be experienced. And no. she talked about they go through these, you know, drills that they have to do and teacher talks to him about like you know if i if i tell you you need to get down you know certain things you need to listen to me and these are kindergartners six years old and that's just stuff that they shouldn't have to be going through but they probably should be prepared so yeah yeah you know it's it's similar but you know in a different way because they're dealing with reality now i remember when we were kids we we were worried about the Russians dropping the nuclear bomb on us, and we had drills in school to get under our desk, which were useless. Right, you know. <laughs> do nothing against a nuke, man. <laughs> no, I know, I know, but we had those drills and went under the ta- under the chairs and the whole deal. But it, I don't know what the answer is either, guys. But I had at least put that out there because change absolutely has to happen. You know, when it didn't happen after Sandy Hook, people just said it'll never happen. But seems like there there's getting a little more traction right now. I think there needs to be some compromise along the way. Uh, just the, 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 the most ironic thing that I saw in Texas, the big NRA convention, you know, Ted Cruz, Trump dancing. I mean, reading the names off of the victims. I mean, if that didn't make you sick to your stomach, I don't know what would. I mean, it just... Awful. Well, the the ironic thing about that whole thing was that guns weren't allowed at that convention. <laughs> yeah, right. Think about that. Right. Think about that. Well, I'll lighten it up a little bit, guys. I mean, I had a very, very busy and a, a fun weekend. Went to Washington, D.C. for Memorial Weekend for the third straight year. This time, uh, daughter Jessica and her two, uh, two children, along with her husband, Tom, went out to D.C. also. So it was grandpa and grandma the families and the three grandkids all together and uh just let me say trying to organize the crew to do anything was pretty tough pretty tough but we did we did pack in a lot and uh you know went to a ball game at uh, the nationals park spent pretty much the whole game out in the kids area in center field which was okay (laughs) i will say this you know you know i went to uh the uh tigers and uh, marlins game our, our Tampa Bay game rather. Yeah. And we've talked many times about Comerica park. And I, I totally have figured out the biggest problem with Comerica park. It, it's, it is the sun on third base on day games, but 
worse than that, it's the way they laid it out. It's more horizontal for the fans instead of like Nationals Park and Cleveland. It's more straight up. You know, the stands have a steeper incline, so you're closer to the field, and that really, really makes a oh, big 100%. difference. I think if, if Comeric would have designed, you know, the lower bowl a little bit more vertically, maybe went up another 15 foot, still have the concourse around there and have the farther seats closer to the field, I think they had a, a bang-up winner. You know, because the rest of the design of Comerica is pretty solid, really. Well, that's what makes those old stadiums so awesome. I mean, that was I was a little kid, and I noticed that at Wrigley Field when I went there. Like, man, we're sitting in the upper deck, but it feels like I'm in the front row. It was, right. it was, it was, it was like a cool, weird experience. Uh, I still remember that to this day. That was my biggest takeaway from that park. No, I mean, no, America's not perfect. I, I was the first guy to bash it long time ago. After seeing it all these different times, walking the concourse, going there every day. You can do a lot worse, man, and yeah. and you really can. And and I, every park wishes they had that same sort of seating, but obviously with that, I'm sure there's some drawbacks. But I agree, it, that's one thing that they definitely could have done better. Yeah, and you know, I I, I rated the Tampa Bay ballpark. That's garbage, but the Nationals bar ballpark, very solid, very yeah. very good ballpark. You know, it had a good atmosphere had all the amenities you would need. And uh, I guess the only complaint I would have on that one is the uh, food line that we were waiting for food was just ungodly long trying to get our food. So I don't know if that was because still of the COVID effect or what, but uh, or it's because of how their stands are built and (laughs) the concourse can't be as big and as awesome as the Comerica's is. I think think it's more, they, they lacked, Comerica has plenty of concession areas, plenty of them. That's, that's the one thing they thought, well, uh, in advance of and, and did good. Um, but other than What's, that, I, we talked about it off air. Big difference in now year three going to DC with all COVID restrictions lifted. The Smithsonian's were a complete wild zoo. The zoo, the national zoo, was oh my goodness, it was uh, stroller city. You wall to wall people in there, <laughs> stroller city, man, dude. I this is kind of horrible. Just this weekend, I I mean this in all sincerity. If I could trade places with you and go to Washington D.C. and experience all these things with all these kids around, I literally wouldn't have done it. I would have rather worked all weekend like I did. I think that's hell, man. It's impressive. It's like you need a vacation from the vacation when you get well, back. It, it was a challenge. I'll just say that it was a challenge, but fun. It is. It's it's crazy how things change. Because even the weekend I was just talking about, um, now there's like I said, there's a bunch of kids, young kids involved. You know, it used to just be if there was like one or two kids, all of us like adult kids, I guess, you know, just hanging out in the pool all day, enjoying Mm. our drinks. We don't have to worry about taking care of kids. Now, like adults are scattered because one kid's having to take a nap and the other kid's having to eat and the other kid is needing help in the bathroom. And it's just like just mayhem. It's just mayhem. You'll relate to this, Matt. My final thought on the weekend. Friday night, uh, it was determined that uh, the the two sets of parents were going out and having a night on the town while <laughs> Grandpa and Grandma babysit the three. Who we determined did, this? <laughs> uh, I think I think that the two husbands did, but that, that was fine. <laughs> we were we were in total agreement with it, but uh, yeah. that that presented another challenge. But we made it through getting all three to bed close to bedtime. Let's just put it that way. But I will say this, and you maybe can relate to this, Matt. When your parents or whoever babysits and, and you get to go out on a night, you probably take advantage of it. Because I, I will say this, sitting in their house 
stone sober when they come rolling in at you know 12 30 one o'clock in the morning it, it's a it's a different experience for us watching and listening to all that's going on it it put a few smiles on my face the the Wait, pizza rolls being made at one in the morning and the, all that kind of stuff happening no I, yeah, obviously yeah, I, I don't get to take advantage of that very often but right. when when we do especially like if we go to michigan my right. parents are usually say like yeah we'll stay with the kids why don't you guys all go out and you know have dinner or whatever and yeah you definitely take advantage of that grand, grandparent time for sure amen all right well i think we're caught up guys uh, i'm looking forward to the next portion of the podcast we have ryan slocum gonna join us and talk about uh some of the things he's involved with with state champs network and also some documentary work he's doing and looking forward to that conversation with ryan slocum coming up right after this the wash of owasso is excited to welcome you to their new and state-of-the-art full-service laundromat conveniently located at 809 west main street in historic west town owasso they're open 8 a.m to 8 p.m for the coin laundry or you can drop off your laundry for wash and fold service monday through friday 8 to 5 p.m too busy to stop in no problem as the wash of owasso will pick up your laundry right at your door and will deliver it back to you the next day go online to the wash of that's the wash of owasso to view pricing or call 989-472-3322 and schedule your pickup as a special three-point podcast bonus enter code 3pp that's the number three and two p's at checkout for 10 percent off your first order the three-point podcast team welcomes the wash of owasso to our team memorial Healthcare has served the community for over a century and is committed to being your healthcare partner the main campus is located in Owasso at 826 West King Street with additional locations in seven counties throughout mid-Michigan. Services at Memorial Healthcare are provided by people who truly care about their patients, who take pride in making a difference in the life and health of the patients they serve through all phases of life. With a medical staff of over 200 and nearly 1,500 employees, Memorial Healthcare is proudly recognized as the largest employer in Shiawassee County. Whether it's life-saving emergency room care, bringing a baby into the world, or an annual physical, see what Memorial Healthcare has to offer at memorialhealthcare.org or call 989-720-CARE. That's 989-720-2273. Success Group Mortgage and Servicing is Shiawassee County's only licensed mortgage broker, lender, and servicer. That means you get exclusive products not found anywhere else. If you are looking to purchase a home or refinance a home in Florida, Hawaii, or Michigan, stop what you're doing and give Success Group Mortgage and Servicing a call. 989-720-4380. That's 989-720-4380. Well, next up on the podcast, we have one of our favorites from uh, formerly of ABC 12 WJRT. That's where many of you seen his face the first time. Six-time Emmy Award winner. You can follow him on Twitter at Sloke12. And let's get right to it. Ryan Slocum, uh, welcome to the podcast again. I know you're part of our three-point podcast prep pigskin preview program every year. Yeah, appreciate that too, guys. I uh, doing that every year for shoot, man. It's been a while, it has. Uh, a, a couple of years anyway. So no, I appreciate it, man. And good, to, good to actually see you guys. I don't ever <laughs> see you guys when we're doing this. I know. Well, let me start it off, Ryan. Uh, I, you know, one of the topics we want to get into is a a great little documentary you were a part of, uh, Hill versus High, uh, the big rivalry between Arthur Hill and 
Saginaw High. Tell us a little bit about that, uh, where some of our viewers can catch it, and uh, what was the process? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and like you mentioned, I am with the State Champs Network now. I do a number of things for them, but the biggest thing that I do are kind of these mini 30 for 30s that we're doing. Um, and they're on all sorts of high school. It could be anything. It could be just a legend. It could be one player. It could be a team, a legendary team, or it could be a big rivalry. And uh, this is the second rivalry one we have done now. And as you guys know, man, it doesn't get, it really doesn't get much better than the Hill versus the high um, in our parts anyway. And maybe the yeah. entire state in the Midwest, man. I mean, it's absolutely unbelievable. And um, it really, it, it really wasn't much of a process when we started thinking about what we were going to do. It was one of the very first things it, it was automatic. And especially um, with these two schools that we, they're now going to merge here in a couple of years or next year, really after this right. next season, the Hill and the high are just going to be, I don't even know what they're going to call it, but one Saginaw high school. So man, it, it was just an absolute no brainer to do it. Um, for those hearing this that don't know, Draymond Green, uh, it's been a pretty good week for Saginaw High. Now, Draymond Green is in the NBA Finals again with the Golden State Warriors, three-time NBA All-Star, um, Defensive Player of the Year, three-time champ. Darvin Ham from the High, former Piston champion, won a title with the Bucks as an assistant last year. Now he is the head coach of the L.A. Lakers. Um you know, we we talk about those guys in the rivalry. Arthur Hill has a number of big names as well. Jason Richardson, the slam dunk champ, the Michigan State champ in 2000. We talk to him as well. We just go through the whole history, how it started, how old it is. I didn't realize 1903 is when these, these two teams got going. So 120 years now, they've been going at it. How that started, how the rivalry got going kind of died down for a while and now it's back how it became a rivalry again and we just kind of go through the years and all the champions and all the great moments and uh it's a fun watch um it's not two hours long it's only about 20 minutes long it moves quick so uh you can catch it anywhere really go to youtube and just type in saginaw state champs rivals that should get you or if you just type in saginaw arthur hill rivals it'll come up it's also on facebook watch you can check it out on there i believe it's also on instagram you you can basically anywhere you have an internet or a smart tv you can find it pretty darn easily so basically if you can't find it you're you're not looking hard enough kind of yeah 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 that's about right but yeah yeah you know your basic youtube's facebook right. it's there yeah I wanted to ask you, Ryan, we were talking before we started recording and I, I'm definitely going to, I've seen some clips of that um, since I knew you were coming on. I'm definitely going to sit down and watch that whole thing. Cause that'd be very interesting to watch. But so I, we talked about the, your backdrop there behind you. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, you got, oh. the, you got the Jersey, you got the, yeah. the, I assume those are WWE title belts. Those <laughs> are. Yeah. They're <laughs> showing the, off the wing there, the intercontinental title. I had to get those in there. Yeah. 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 And of course, you, you got to show off the Emmys. Ted mentioned you're a six-time Emmy Absolutely. winner. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Jared, you're you're breaking into the TV business. I mean, that's like that's like the Oscar. I got zero. You're, you're, yeah, <laughs> if, you, if you win an Emmy, that's sitting everywhere you can display it as possible. So I've I've got yeah. to give you 
That's a hell of a backdrop. I love that backdrop you got going on. Oh, thank you, man. Thank you. We, uh, we, it's coming up actually next week. Um, the, the Emmys are again coming up next week on the 11th. And we had another documentary from Saginaw, oddly enough, uh, on Terrence Roberson. I don't know if you guys remember him from way back in the day. Um, in his career, in the highs and the lows, he was one of the top 10 players in the country. Kevin Garnett was number one. He was number nine. And then his career kind of derailed a little bit at the very end. Um, he ended up going to Fresno State, played for Tark. He's their number two scorer all time. So he had a nice career. Played three games with the Hornets. So he, he did. He made it. He made yep. it. But we, his ups and downs, that's nominated for an Emmy next weekend. So you know, fingers crossed. Maybe maybe we'll get one more in there. But Lucky wanted seven. to plug that. Same thing. If you remember Terrence back in the day, state champs, Terrence Roberson. Look on YouTube, wherever you can find that one there too. That one, that one kind of gets a little tear jerking in there. So, uh, yeah, try to check that one out as well. Definitely. You mentioned uh, very first documentary, the one that's coming out soon here, Saginaw and uh, Arthur Hill. Like you mentioned, the schools are combining. Uh, we're kind of in the hotbed with that when in the Flint area, seeing all these schools that are, you know, once great schools that are closing down. What's it like for you? I mean, you've been working uh, very closely with these high schools the last, you know, 10 plus years or so. What's that um, like? Yeah. Yeah. I'm old. Uh, this is my 20th <laughs> year doing this. Wow. 20th year. So, yeah. You're, when I you're, st- you're saying old at 20. Ted, where are you at? <laughs> uh, 40. <laughs> <laughs> Got a ways to go. <laughs> uh, well, hey, hopefully we'll get there too, Amen. man. Um, yeah. It, it's crazy because not yeah. even when I started 10 years ago, you didn't even have four Flint high schools. You had two Lapeer high schools. I mean, and that were good at a lot of stuff. So yeah, man, we've had all these schools combined. the The Flint thing still is crazy, though, man, because Northwestern, Southwestern, you know, Central, Central. and um, Northwestern and Northern. The fact that they have combined and they struggle the way they struggle. Football, you know, if they win two games, it's amazing. Basketball, they can't even feel the team, you know, and it's it's just nuts. And and you know, girls as well. Girls had to forfeit at least last season. They may have had to forfeit the year before that too, dude. Our girls around here were awesome. Northern's got a million titles. Northwestern has a bunch. I mean, I'm sure Central does too. The fact that. They can barely field a team. It's it's just unbelievable to me, you know, what, what has happened there. And it's sad. I know times change and, and whatnot, and people go to other schools now with school of choice. But, man, when I talk to some of the younger guys, sportscasters and whatnot in town, and I'm like, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, he went to what Northern. And what's Northern? Right. They don't even know. I mean, it's I don't even know what to say, man. It's nuts. Yeah. It's absolutely nuts. And man, we covered and a bunch of my friends go to those schools back in the day and they're not there anymore. I can't, it's got to be weird to not have a high school to cheer for, you know, yeah. come you know, play all time or whenever. We, we yeah. talked about it a little bit last week on, uh, you know, the evolution or destruction of Flint. You know, we talked about Detroit, maybe in a lot better position to make a comeback to Flint. Flint uh, has just fallen on such hard times uh, for many, many reasons, starting with the auto factory shutting down and then the lead water situation. I mean, it's just, and then corruption in local politics, the whole gamut. Yeah. 
Yeah, no doubt. You know, obviously they're bigger, but we, again, I'm going to plug another one. The first rivalry that we did was Cast Tech and Detroit King football in Detroit. And obviously they have both still been incredible. They're winning state titles every year. Still King just won yeah. in division three this past year. And they have the number two quarterback in the country behind a guy named Arch Manning. Who's the number one? Yeah, um, he's number two in the country, Dante Moore, and and, and they talked about Michigan, right? He might, he <laughs> might. Yes, you, he, yes, he very well might. But Notre Dame is starting to creep yeah, in yeah. there a little bit. We'll see what happens um, now that they have a new coach. But yeah, they were telling me that those they weren't always rivals, you know, mm-hmm. because Murray Wright and some other schools shut down Kettering. Now these right. two are rivals, but yeah, yeah it, it's crazy. And you know, you got to give credit to some of the schools around here. Um, Beecher has still been able to roll and they're a lot smaller now than they were, but man, w- what Mike Williams did there yeah. was absolutely incredible. He's got six titles and Marquise took them back this past year to, uh, to the final four but yeah it, it's very odd man all those rivalries are gone you know my mom went to northern and she tells me every thanksgiving walking to the atwood to go to the, 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 the to the game and like mm-hmm. no one would have any idea man it's just so no. weird yeah yeah i'm a product both of my parents went to flint southwestern you know back okay. in the heyday um, you know, Rick Leach, my dad graduated with Rick Leach and, okay. you know, so all those stories. So I, I know exactly what you're talking oh, about. Oh man. Ted, and they Ted were rolling then, man, yeah. Yeah. because of Ricky and a couple of, I don't know who was like moon Wiley there, Ted after that or before I, that at the same time. I'm in not that sure. era. I don't know. Yeah. I don't remember yeah. specifically. Daryl yeah. Turner. I mean, yeah. they had, man, they had some dudes, man. <laughs> Just rolling. Kind of yeah. kind of along those lines, I wanted to ask you, we're talking about all these high schools kind of shutting down and just how everything's changed in the high school game. What are your thoughts on uh, just like whether it's AAU or these these star athletes, maybe like an Imani Bates, you know, leaving their high their their public high school and going to prep schools or even leaving the state like Miles Bridges and, you know, some of these other guys just straight up leaving the state because the MHSAA is a little more restricted on what, what you can do, you know, in, in your high school sports. So do you think it's kind of hurting? Cause you look at Imani Bates right now, he's kind of struggling. He's, he's actually oh, dropped, man. you know, in his, his draft stock for the NBA. Do you think that's a problem? Do you think <laughs> guys should just stick at their public high school and play it out? Or where do you kind of stand? Man, on that? it's, you know, everybody's got a different situation. So you got to look at that first. You got to look at your home life. You got to look at what's best for you. Our kids around here, I know, like from experience. So I can personally tell you what happened to some of our kids around here. We'll start with Monte Morris, who did not have to leave. He was here. Didn't want to leave. Didn't have to leave. And he had a good situation at home. Um, So, and he turned out fine. He started all year for the Nuggets. If he didn't start, man, he would probably be up for a six man of the year. So, he turned out fine. He didn't have to go anywhere. And, you know, he gets looked at. He played for the Michigan Mustangs. They won the Peach Jam. He didn't need to go anywhere, you know. Other guys, it's a little different. Kyle Kuzma is a kid that bounced around to a couple of different high schools. He did not have the greatest home situation. He was at Bentley. I think he was doing okay. But, like, I'll be honest with you, we never covered Bentley games ever. Mm-hmm. And he left after his sophomore year. He grew a lot, but he ended up going to a prep school. 
And next thing you know, he's a four star. So it worked out. He maybe needed to go and it worked out great. Miles is a situation where his mom wanted him to get out of Flint hmm. and it obviously worked right. out fine yeah. um, with the way that went, but you know, so you don't really know. And there were rumors that he wanted to come home. He was either going to go to Carmen Ainsworth or go to powers his senior year. And it, what I was <laughs> told was, no, you're doing fine where you're at. You stay there. So, I mean, everything's different. I think some of these kids like Imani, why you were already the number one player in the country. Like you didn't need to go like it, he didn't have to. And, right. You know, and, and I don't know him, but I've heard from people who are around his family and whatnot. And, and the people around him, maybe not the greatest advice in the world. I don't know personally, that's just what you hear. Mm -hmm. Um, But he was already number one. Everybody said he was like Kevin Durant. So like, why do you need you want a state title already now here's the interesting thing though our last great kid who has left is ty rogers from grand blank he was a top 50 kid in the country he is a finalist uh final 13 to make team usa that just got announced yesterday wow. so they're having one more guy cut we'll see you know who it's going to be but he's going to illinois and he left shockingly he left during the school year to go to a school just outside of Chicago. Now, why would you leave during the school year? Oh, a new thing called NIL. Yeah. So he can go to Chicago. He can get his name out there already. Hey, I'm going to Illinois. I'm that guy. Hello. Hey, check me out. Oh, yeah. So now he's already got a name around there. So when he goes to Illinois... Here's a couple bucks, you know, he's going to be, so there's a financial thing there now, Yeah. legally a financial right. thing there now. Yeah, they, right. So that's a whole new ball game. And we may be seeing some of that because Ty, why would he leave? Yeah. He right. already had every school on earth. He had a state championship team coming back. They made the finals without him, <laughs> you know, imagine if he were there. Oh, so like, it's because I don't know that either, but I'm putting two and two together. He was going to make a name for himself in Chicago. Makes so, sense. you know, look out for that too. It's, it's weird, yeah. weird times, man. Yep. Yeah. It's definitely, definitely what? changed the game NIL in a good way. And you know, it's changed it in a bad way sometimes too. Without we saw all the, the Nick Saban and Jimbo Fisher. Going oh back man. <laughs> what, how crazy is that, man? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what did Saban say yesterday? Oh, I didn't say his name. I didn't. I, didn't, I, <laughs> I didn't like Jimbo. He said, "I didn't say anyone broke the rules." <laughs> <laughs> That's when you know there's some real dirt uh, that Jimbo has on him. But yeah. judging by his reaction, you knew that there's something going on behind the scenes something, there, man. Uh, this is kind of this is a little bit of a loaded question, but I mean, you've been doing this for 20 years, right in this region. You've seen a lot of great coaches, a lot of great players. But do you think that there's almost like a slight decline? both in coaching and in player talent over the course of the last 20 years that you've noticed, uh, you don't have to name any you know, specific players or specific teams or anything like that, but have you noticed kind of a decline in just overall play? Uh, let's use basketball for an example. Yeah. I mean, and it's tough to say that because we, we did have two teams at the Breslin again this past year from Grand Blank and Beecher made it. Grand Blank made it, you know, and they, I think they both have 
very good, two great, if not great, coaches at right. their at their place. But overall, around the entire area, probably, probably, and I think there's not as much top tier talent. Like, because look, we got four kids from Flint right now in the NBA, and we have one kid from Saginaw who's in the championship again. So like, as far as basketball goes, I mean, we still have guys, but we're not pumping out as many D one guys as you know, your, your parents, Matt and Ted, you covered like those Flint teams had how many D one players a piece, you know, (laughs) I mean the phenomenal. Yeah, it was incredible. So I, I don't think we have that. And that could just be a problem. Maybe not even at the varsity level, like going down through the ages, going down, like, because the youth programs aren't the same in the city that they used to be baseball. Dude, come on out of Flint. We, we were pumping out baseball players. There's no youth programs or there wasn't for years. And so I think it, I mean, it starts even below the varsity level, you got to go real deep. And it starts at the beginning. These kids aren't learning the right way to do things from the beginning, you know? So yeah, yeah that uh, it's tough. It's tough. We, but we do do, we do do have <laughs> good. We right. do have exactly. a, some talent. We do in top yeah. tier, but it's just not as much. And do you think partially, you know, obviously coaching is a big thing uh, that does, that deals with that. But one of the great videos I saw recently, a couple minutes, it was a couple minute video of Lou Dawkins basically explaining why he benched, uh, benched one yeah, of the star awesome. players for yeah. a big time game. Draymond Green actually uh, reposted it. And I appreciate that, Dre Day Day. I got like 30,000 hits <laughs> yeah. on that video. Thank you. <laughs> it was awesome. Uh, so do you think that that like, you know, that sort of style of coaching just doesn't, fly that much anymore i mean you're inside these huddles and you see these locker room type stuff is it just a different type of style nowadays yeah and and it depends on where you're at too you know i shot that video that was in 2009 the 9 10 season i have no clue why day day did that either all of a sudden i just see that he tweeted this video i'm like how did you even find that (laughs) but thank you um yeah, he was ticked that day, man. And that team had numerous Division One players. Tommy McCune was their best player at the kid he got mad at. Yeah. Um, because he showed up. And the funny thing is, he apparently showed up five minutes early to practice, hmm. but he was late. Yeah. He was right. only five it. minutes early. Yeah. Bobby and, Knight rule. Yeah. So we got benched, uh, three of them. And Lou, they lost to, I think it was Ann Arbor, Green Hills. I can't remember now. So long ago, Huron, maybe either one. He went off in the locker room and I don't know if he did it because cameras were there, but Lou, that's, he is there to do more than just teach you basketball. He's there to teach you life. And Mike Williams was much like that too. If you've seen any of my Beecher videos that we did through the years, man, he gets into dudes. If you don't do it right. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know if you can get away with that everywhere. Um, I think certain places you can, certain places you can't. So I, I, it is still there, it, yeah, but right, I don't know, right. you know, and I see it, man, I see it with the Davison football team, right. you know, um, and look what they've done the last few years. Obviously this past year um, weren't as good as the two years before, but they went to the state championship two years in a row and won a state title. And man, Jake Weingartz will get into you. He will get in you. He's got that old school in him, man. He'll he'll get into you. So, yeah. 
And some kids can't take that either. Yeah. You got to know your kids. So yeah. it, it's there. It is there. But I, I don't know if I don't know, I'm from Flushing. I don't know if they would take that at Flushing. Right. <laughs> I, I yeah, don't yeah. I don't know. Maybe they would. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. yeah you I know, I'm know. the old school guy. And I think the tough love has disappeared a little bit. But, you know, the Dawkins video, I mean, it just it brought me back. I mean, it, it's your coach, kind of an extension of your parents trying to set you on the right path, you know, and it was. Yeah, it was hard, but it was a lesson learned, I'm sure, you know. Uh, I want to move on to a little bit more about your career, Ryan. I mean, yeah. you got the six Emmys there. I could show my multiple Gus Macker trophies, but I won't right now. Yeah, toilet I bowl. take one. It's all I toilet might trade you. <laughs> I might trade you for one. <laughs> but, you know, being the elderly guy here, I go back to TV 12 with Ed Phelps. I'm not sure who was even the sports guy before then. You know, you being the flushing kid, I'm sure yeah. Ed Phelps was the guy back in, in your day, right? Yeah. He He's why Ed. I have these. He's <laughs> why I have. Yeah. He was the inspiration. I'm assuming, you know, and you go from Ed Phelps to Reese Davis, who moved on obviously to a huge career at ESPN. Uh, I still remember his Reese's pieces. And of course we enjoyed all your work there at, at ABC 12 and, and now at state champs. Tell us a little bit about the, the progression. I mean, you know, you, you left Channel 12 for a reason. You don't have to get into any specifics, but how do you how'd you like the transition to where you're at now? Well, man, so when I left, and Ed Phelps, by the way, I interned with Ed Phelps, mm -hmm. and then he hired me awesome. on my very first part. It was part-time when I first started there, and then I was there till he retired and then, you know, became the weekend anchor and then became the sports director there. Mm -hmm. Um I like what I'm doing. So I started doing that piece you're talking about with Lou Dawkins from Saginaw High going nuts in the locker room. I did like a running weekly documentary series on Lou's team um, because they had a state title team. His son was actually the same age as Monte Morris is now and Kyle Kuzma. He was, and apparently they do this, the number one ranked eighth grader in the nation. And he was at an AAU tournament, um, and they were playing like their fourth game of the day at Michigan State. It was the Izzo shootout, and he had a heart defect they didn't know about, and he dropped dead right mm. on the court. And Lou said, hey, man, you know, you want to do a story? I'll do anything you want. And we did a story on his son, and Dorian was his name. And, um, and it turned into a running documentary where every week, I would like, hey, here's what happened this week. And it'd be like maybe awesome. five minutes, which in local TV is unheard of. Yeah. Man. And and it went for, I don't know what it was, eight, nine, ten weeks till the end of the season. Well, then I did the same exact thing with Monte's team a couple of years later. And that's what a couple of these are from because they just had some amazing stories on their team. And I'm just like, after doing this for so long, you don't get bored, but I got bored. And I wanted to do more stuff like that, like stuff that impacts people, stuff that's like telling real stories, not just like, hey, another tiger pitcher is dead. Like, right. I mean, right. how many of that? Like, do any of them have arms left? <laughs> They're all dead. You get, I don't know, it gets monotonous. And right. Just wanted to do more and more and more of that. Also, like some play by play and different things. And I was offered that opportunity here. It's awesome. I work at home. I basically do whatever I want. Um, now, COVID changed some things because I left right before COVID. And then they shut 
all of high school down right you know so it, it was a little tough there when i'm like did i do the <laughs> worst thing ever <laughs> like what am i doing but we're you know everything's back up and running now man and it's awesome and you get to tell these great stories like terrence so terrence is going with me to the emmys next weekend and he's like you would think he's back in the state championship man he is so freaking excited it's on and to see that and he's older than i am you know he's 45 years old or whatever he's played basketball all over the country he played in the nba and here he is like geeked like a little kid and to, to be able to do things like that man that's tough to beat Tough. It's tough to beat, man. So it, it's very cool. And we're going to keep doing it, man. There are so many, as you guys know, man, there's so many high school stories oh, to yeah. tell around here. And and people love seeing that old video because yeah. it probably <laughs> is something. Ed Phelps, Ed Phelps, you hear him on the Hill High documentary and you hear Art Neal. And Art you Neal. hear these guys. Yeah, from Channel 5. So you yeah. hear these guys and people, it's clips people haven't seen in 25 years 30 years so they're oh i remember that i was at that game so cool. man doing that kind of stuff is awesome man no for me it was i graduated high school in 2003 so it was like if ed phelps read your highlight on abc 12 on friday yeah. night it was like you made it yeah. it was like Stuart scott was reading your highlights yeah. or something like that <laughs> right. but yeah no, and you know what then that's what we tried to do and i love doing that too man because you know how many 99.9% of these kids are not going to hear anybody else call their highlights. So mm -hmm. you got to make it Friday night seem like it is Stuart Scott doing yeah. it. You know, you got to make it seem like that. And that's exactly, I tell every young kid or classroom I talk to, I'm like, that's my, that was my goal. You yeah. know, I'm glad you said that, man. Was it hard for you to leave a ABC 12? I mean, because my whole childhood, you know, basically Matt's growing up through high school, all that sort of thing. They know you as kind of the, you know, the highlight guy. You see him all the time, you know, on the sidelines and all that sort of thing. I mean, after 20 years of doing it, was it hard to kind of put that hat aside, I guess, and maybe yeah, co you know, covering I, more of this bigger picture type stuff? Yeah, well, I wish I would have done it sooner, to be honest. Right. Like, um, it, it was hard because this is home. Yeah. And, you know, like you said, like there, there's something cool about being the new Ed Phelps. I mean, around here, 100 percent. Yeah. Like it. I ain't going to lie to you. It's cool when people do when you see them and they say exactly right. what you guys just said about Ed. And it, it's awesome, you know. But, you know, I, I wanted to do something else, man. Like I was not happy anymore. It's a, so, yeah. um, you know, it, it was time to try something else. And you know what, man, I can go back. I can go back. I do miss a lot of stuff. I yeah. do miss, you know, Michigan, Ohio state games. And I oh, do yeah. miss, I miss the rush of a Friday night when a game right. goes to overtime and you got to fly a hundred miles an hour back <laughs> to the station and get, yeah. get that tape out. 12 games cut in boom, boom, boom. And then you're, rushing on the air is my tie straight i don't have a script for this one i'm just winging it you know yeah. like I, that that's fun that is fun. i i love doing that no that's it, the stuff that's fun I, I started jared started at fox 17 over in grand rapids also yeah. that's where i that's where i got my tv um that's where i started my tv career i was oh, there okay, for three cool. years yeah over in grand rapids and 
Um, I was I was working. I was mostly in news, but I did do sports, especially on Friday nights. They needed oh, yeah. all hands on deck for Friday nights. Yeah, you guys did like forty five minutes or something, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, we would do the Friday night or the the Fox Seventeen Blitz. The you Blitz, yeah, forty five minute show. It was pretty unheard of, you know, for a local news to get that much time for high school football. But that's what I always tell people. I mean, you know it, Jared. You know it, Ted. You've probably heard it in your in your long career. Local news gets a bad rap. Like people always like, if you want to work in TV, like, ah, local news, you don't want to do local news. Personally, I love, I love working. Yeah. I was only there for three years. So maybe, you know, I hadn't gotten bitter yet, but you know, I I got the opportunity to go to ESPN. So that was hard to turn down. Yeah. But exactly what you're talking about. That's the best thing. Jared, you're, you're at Bally. You're doing all those cool high school football stories. Ted, I mean, you get to cover so many cool local teams and, go to the go to Ford Field and talk about all these legendary coaches and teams. That yeah. stuff just is going to live forever. I mean for that sure. that's what's cool about the local news stuff. Yeah. I mean, that, those stories whether it's Kelvin Torbert or all these other ones you've done. Yeah. Yeah. That's the stuff that people love. I mean, that, you know, people are going to eat that stuff up. That's really cool. Yeah, well I, like I said man, at some point you just want to kind of make a difference. And that's what I tried to do, but at some point you need to try something else, challenge right. yourself a little more. Cause it, it did get to the point where I like kind of felt like I was sleepwalking a little bit. So it, it was time to do something else, but no, you're, you're absolutely right. And you know, the behind the scenes in local news is what has changed. It's still the same on the air, but you know, you look around at some of the stations just in our area, you used to have three sports people at Channel 12. You used to have three at Channel 5. You had two at least and maybe a part-time person, two at Channel 25. Well, Jonathan at, at Channel 25 just left because yeah. he's been by himself for two years. Crazy. One guy, a one, one-man crew. <laughs> and That's like the definition of one-man band. <laughs> it is. It really is. One-man band to a T, literally. Channel 5 has been down to two people now for quite a while. And they used to have a, a a camera guy, too, that was specifically sports. When he left, they didn't replace him. Hmm. And, you know, Channel 12 is down to two people right now as well. It's just not the same. We used to no. get help. Friday night, man, we would have the three of us sports people. Then we had two freelance sports cameramen. Photogs, we call them. They were just, they'd come in only on Friday night. I don't know what they paid them, 15 bucks a day or so. I, I don't know what it was, 15 bucks an hour, yep. I should say. And they'd come in and just shoot that. Then we would get three or four from the news department that would shoot a game or two for us. So we would get 12 games, 15 games. And now there's no help from news. Um, there's only two sports guys. In Jonathan's case at 25, one, one. sports guy. Um, ever since the economy crashed in whatever it was, 08, 09, money is not the same. It is not the same anymore. And, you know, they're probably hiring people for, man, maybe half, maybe half, you know, of what they used to. So, man, it's just, it's different. Now, if you're like in LA and doing local news, but is that really local news? I don't know. Is that really... If you're right. in a big city, but it, the economics and like just the the way it's built is not the same in local anymore. And that's stressful, yeah. <laughs> especially oh, yeah. if you're used to it being 
a different way. It was definitely stressful. Yeah. It's crazy. I remember when I was working at Fox 17, Jason Hutton is the sports reporter there. Yeah. And, you know, I've been in the business now for four years, and I still think he's the hardest worker I've ever seen. Man, there's a lot of stuff that goes into these anchors' lives. Like you said, they're doing all their own stuff, shooting all their own stuff. Uh, now you got the social media side of everything. So basically everything that you would normally just do for TV, now you're doing it on all these different social media platforms as well. Posting uh, all like, the video yeah. online. <laughs> but uh but like you said, you know, how different it was that you were doing these kind of behind the scenes type uh, shoots, you know, with with Beecher and with Saginaw. You know, my brother actually sent one of your things uh, to me not long ago and said, basically, what's stopping you from doing this type of thing? So when you're following these teams, you know, for an extended amount of time, what's kind of your role? Are you basically your job is just to act like as if I'm not here? Are you pulling people aside, interviewing them as well? Are you what 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 does your week look like or at least the amount of time you're with these teams? What does that look like? So. For those two things, and um, I, I'm with them as much as I humanly possibly can be. So luckily, both those teams were really good, especially in the Beecher case, where they were coming off an undefeated state championship season. So I'm at every single game, like yeah. every game, unless it's in Benton Harbor or something. Right. I'm there. And and if it wasn't Benton Harbor on a Saturday, I would go. But, like, Friday night, that's not feasible. But I'm with them at every game I possibly can be. I might do a certain story on a kid. And so I hit them up. Hey, coming to practice today. Let me get this guy, this guy, this guy. Okay, no problem. I've been in their homes, um, numerous ones. Is it okay? Can I come to your house? Right. Some kids that have had, like, tragedy happen to them. Oh yeah, no problem. Um, you name it. And I did everything on those. I shot it. I did the interviews. I edited them, everything, um, wrote it like everything. So, and that's what I do now. Like I, I am my own cameraman. I'm my own lighting man. I'm my own editor. Um, so that's what I do now. Now. And then what I'll do is I'll turn it in and I'll say, Hey, what do you think? And they'll say, that's great. Or they'll take this out, switch that around kind of thing. And then we go with it. But no, I mean, I pretty much do everything. Um, awesome. And I'm with them as much yeah. as I possibly can be. So this, this last one, the hill and the high, um, we shot that last summer for the most part. So it was pretty easy with the interviews and everything, lining things up. And then I had a couple of older coaches like Jay Rich's coach, got me jay rich um and i went up he lives in oscoda right on lake here on place really sucks a big dump total dump (laughs) and uh i had to go up there for that and he got me jay rich and we did like a skype interview with him because he lives in vegas but that was easy getting the footage is hard man and that's another part like i used to be able to get footage now all these companies they're like yeah for uh 10 seconds we want 500 (laughs) dollars good god how about no? Do you have any pictures? Like, yeah. <laughs> like, Give me a black and white. <laughs> yeah, right? So, you know, luckily I know people around here. It's a lot easier around here to get stuff. But no, nah, man, just it, it, you're around it as much as you can and as much as you need to be. And if you need more, call them, text right. them back. Hey, man, you, yeah. you got anything else? Hey, can I talk to you again? That's well, you know, we've, we've talked about it before, Ryan, and all three of us, four of us actually in the industry, it's, it's all about the hustle. You got to hustle. 
you got to make it work, you know, got to figure it out. And obviously you have, it's paid off very well for you with the awards and, and now where you're at, uh, you know, before we sign off, I definitely want to thank you for joining us. This has been enlightening and uh, definitely look forward to you joining us again. Um, tell us the best spot for people to follow you and you know, what's all, what state champs is all about. Just give a little plug for yourself here. Yeah, man. Sign off. You did a great job at the beginning, but as far as I go, uh, the, the best place is at SLOC12 on mm -hmm. Twitter. That's the best place. I'm checking that all the time. Um, Facebook's just Ryan Slocum. I don't check that as much, so sorry if I have an inbox full. I, I don't <laughs> check that as much. But um, state champs, man. So what we're trying to do, you know, they started in Detroit about 20 years ago also because – Detroit doesn't cover high school sports barely at all. You know, oh, really crazy. There was Amazing. a need for it. They don't do what Grand Rapids does. Like you guys mentioned, man, you get 45 minutes Flint. They do about 15 minutes on a Friday night. You're lucky if you get one game on a Friday night in Detroit. So there was a need for it. And Fred McLeod actually started state champs oh, the former piston uh, announcer and worked at channel four he actually started it back in the day along with lauren plant who took it over but mm -hmm. um you know it was just to fill that need these kids that weren't getting exposure these kids that you know people like this stuff so they that's where it started and now it's expanded it was mostly you know just detroit area throughout the years it expanded a little bit more i was freelancing with them for a little bit doing some Flint stuff on a Friday night. And now we're everywhere. We got guys in Traverse. We got guys in Marquette. We got guys in Grand Rapids. I'm in Flint, um, Saginaw Bay City, the thumb. And uh, we're just trying to get get it out there for these, for these kids, giving them what they deserve. And people want to see it. I mean, how many people's grandma and grandpa are in who knows where? Right. Well, they got a Facebook page. Now they can see it. So that's what we're trying to do. And we're trying to tell stories as well. I got one on uh flushing pitcher coming out here in the next couple of days. Name's Malachi Edwards. I don't know if you heard about this story, but he uh he got hit on a foot in a football game uh, against Powers first game of the year, his senior year. Oh yeah. His leg got mangled and they thought they were gonna amputate it. And they tried some surgery, ended up working, but he didn't walk for like three or four months. And he's finally up and around a little bit. He's got a long way to go, but he actually pitched the first inning the other day. And then wow. they let him hit. They let him hit leadoff and he got a hit. And he, <laughs> he didn't get down to first too quick, but he, he, yeah. he, he made it, man. So that story is going to come out and his journey and everything, man. So that's what we're trying to do stuff like that. And, I mean, like, uh, like, like you said, that th those stories are what people around the country want to see. Yeah. You don't care in, in May. We don't care like what Michigan's recruiting class is looking like for 2024 right. or whatever, you know, right. like, I mean, some people do, do but no, those, but. those are the stories that really hit home. Yeah. Well, and you know what? And other people are doing those stories. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we're trying to do it and it's on the internet so we can take as long as we want to do it. Yep. And that's why we're allowed to do these mini 30 for 30 docs. Yeah. And and nobody else is doing it. So that's, that's what we're doing, man. So state champs 
Dot-com. There's awesome. a bunch of podcasts and stuff that I have nothing to do with, but they're, they're, they're there. There's all the highlights. We got rankings. We got articles. You name it, man. Everything's there. And then State uh, state Champs Mish on Twitter, State Champs Mish on Facebook, Instagram. You know, there you go. Well, we love what you're doing, Ryan. And uh, we'll definitely be talking with you again in our Prep Pigskin preview show. Yeah. And uh, maybe we'll check in with you before then. But uh, keep up the good work. We always enjoy what you got out there. Oh, you guys too, man. This has been awesome. As always, man, football's right around the corner, That's right? Right. Crazy. Crazy. Thanks. Thanks again, Ryan. All right. Take care, guys. Nelson House Funeral Home's number one goal is to serve the families in our area. The Nelson House staff are proud to serve our local community with reliability, integrity, and compassion. Unique service representing unique lives, ensuring your loved ones receive the honor and celebration they deserve. Founded in 1880 and continuing the tradition today with chapels in Owasso, Chesanine, and New Lothrop. For more details, find them at nelson-house.com or call 989-723-5234. All right, guys, that was that was awesome talking with Ryan. And, uh, you know, uh, it, it just was a lot of fun getting caught up to date on what he has going on. He's my type of, like, encyclopedia, as I like to say. I could sit and listen to him tell these stories of Flint area, you know, high school athletics. I could listen to him all day. Here's what I always like to tell people when they, like, because people around work have even noticed my kind of obsession with high school sports in a way. They're like, man, what do you like? What is it with it? And I was kind of, I really sort of thought about it the other day. And when I was a little kid, you know, how everybody has the posters on their walls of, you know, whoever, Matt had Kobe, I had LeBron or whatever. Uh, you know, my phone wall, my, my phone screensaver for my whole like childhood growing up. It wasn't Kobe, it wasn't LeBron. It was Gabe Dean, Lowell quarterback. That was my, a little M live in a row. To, well, that was wow. what kind of triggered it in my brain. I was like, man. I was watching his highlights. I was like, man, I used to have this guy's picture as my screensaver for years. Uh, so no, listening to Slocum, man, I could sit there and listen to him talk for hours. Yeah. We need to we need to ask uh, Gabe to be on the pod apparently, and you know, I would so, be starstruck. So Jared can fanboy out. No, we we talked to Slocum a little bit, and kind of what you're saying, Jared, and we kind of talked about this. Yes, you know Michigan football stories, Michigan State basketball stories. Those are always cool. That that would always be legendary. Maybe it's just us, you know, because we do like high school sports. There's something different about mm-hmm. high school sports stories, Pure. even if it's not some legendary player, just a kid in a community who was really good and had an impact on the community. You know, whatever the story is, like, like I kind of mentioned, that's the stuff that like will stand the test of time. Those communities will never forget that stuff. I mean, think about, I mean, Nick and Nice and, you know, it's like some of these like legends around Corona that it's just that stuff's never going to go away, even if. 60 70 80 years later you know so maybe we have a different appreciation for it than than everyone does but no i'm 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 with you amen well we'll be uh we'll be back and wrap up the podcast with our potpourri right after these final messages az printing solutions formerly hankered sportswear is a full service print shop that specializes in screen printing digital printing and embroidery They pride themselves on giving a great product at a great value. The area's go-to printing solution offers a 100% guarantee to exceed your expectations. AZ Printing Solutions has your favorite local spirit wear as well as many other apparel items in stock. Specialty items are available for family, sports, business, and charity events. Call 989-725-2979 or step into the store in downtown Owasso. 
All right, guys, real quickly getting into it. At least it's not old news as we record this on uh, on Wednesday. Uh, the NBA playoffs start uh, Thursday. We got uh, the Celtics against the Warriors. On paper, looks like it could be a pretty good matchup. Um, you know, Boston's got a little karma going right now, but do you think they got enough to get by the Warriors this year? I mean, my, if, if I had to make a pick, I'm, I'm picking the Warriors, mostly just because they've been there, done that. They're obviously very good, too. But, you know, they've got the trio of Clay and Draymond and Steph who've been there, done that. They've got a head coach who's been there. So, you know, like they, they've got all the experience on their side. And this is kind of, for the most part, the Celtics' first time getting this far in the playoffs. You know, at least they're all their main players. So all of that stuff, you know, factored in. I would pick the Warriors. I think the Celtics, though, they they play a style of defense that could give the Warriors some trouble. I mean, they've right. got the defensive player of the year and Marcus Smart. He might be able to disrupt Steph. Um, you know, they play really good team defense. We saw them shut down Kevin Durant. We, sh- we saw them shut down the Heat. You know, we sh- we've seen the Celtics play really good defense this, this whole playoffs. So, you know, can, can they do it for a seven-game series is all it is. You know, that's what it comes down to. And that's where I think even if the Celtics steal a game or two and it starts to look like, hey, man – Maybe their defense is going to disrupt, you know, Steph and Clay and everything. As long as there's no injuries or anything like that, I think the Warriors will prevail. But mostly, we'll I, I know the Celtics have, you know, an all-time defense, really. Um, but this Warriors offense, and it's it's mesmerizing to watch. I mean, you talk about a spoiled fan base, the goddamn Warriors fans for the last ten years and probably for the next five years. You know, three different iterations of world-class teams man they had the first you know iteration with just steph claymont and dre all playing at the peak of their powers then you have kevin durant roll in for that run and then now you have this sort of new new school old school mixing with the new school type warriors team that this might be the most fun to watch of all of them man andrew wiggins what a kind of resurgence it's funny how it's just kind of all about the narrative around these guys i mean he's been averaging 20 points his entire career but he's just been with poor organizations poor teams Second, he gets on a winning team, winning culture. You see all the things that we saw coming out of the draft, and he's just been incredible. That dunk he had on Doncic, I mean, it's, I know it's old news now, but wow. If that didn't make you jump off the couch, Ted, I don't know what will in your old age. Um, well, I don't jump quite as high as I used to. <laughs> I will say that. But, yeah, it, it got me excited for sure. And, you know, you're, you're talking about the Warriors. What can you say about Steve Kerr? Not only uh, right. his uh, political views, but his coaching. I mean – you got to give that guy a ton of credit for for coaching t- a team like that with superstars, you know, with a lot of egos, and he has them poised to win another championship. I and I got to agree with you. I mean, it's kind of you know, it wouldn't shock me if the Celtics can pull up an upset, but I really see the Warriors probably winning it out in six. That'd be my prediction if I'm going to make it here early. People always throw the stuff out with these coaches who are coaching like stacked teams that they don't have to do like as as much work kind of, you know, like mm-hmm. Phil Jackson or Greg Popovich, even some of these other guys. But like you said, managing these egos and, you know, knowing when to play people, knowing when to pull these guys out and stuff like that, that takes a lot more. He's never lost a playoff series that wasn't the NBA finals as a head coach. Every every time the war, when he's been a head coach, every time the Warriors have made the playoffs, They've made the NBA made the finals. finals. Yeah. That's so not, it's pretty good. <laughs> he, and the, the only thing you have to throw for Steve Kerr is Mark Jackson between the year this, that he was the coach and Steve Kerr. And I just saw the stat. I think ESPN posted the other day. They went from 30th in, in passing in the league to like number nine 
in the very first year that he took over. And Mark Jackson's no no scrub. I mean, I, I'll be you the know. first to admit, I don't know why the hell he hasn't got another job. Uh, but no, Steve Kerr, just cool as a cucumber. Seems like just an absolute awesome guy to play for. It's nuts. You don't see these dynasties like this anymore. Usually they get burnt out over the coach, and I'm sure it probably will at some point. Uh, but man, he's been going at it for a long time and, and they seem to love him. Uh, yeah. just what a culture, man. Yeah, no doubt. And Jackson's smart guy, man. I mean, he's on the number one broadcast team. I'm sure he's right. Yeah. Not a huge a, coin. Yeah. Why go back into it? You know, I don't think he's going to get fired anytime soon. It seems like they got a pretty good thing going there. No, yeah. but I think he has wanted to get back in the coaching, yeah. but just for whatever reason, nobody's came calling really, yeah. you know, and maybe they have, we just haven't heard about it or maybe he right. wanted some crazy stipulations or something, but, yeah. uh, but no, I mean, but speaking of coaches, I mean, how about the Celtics goddamn coach? Man. I mean, who would like everyone they made that move this offseason? You were lying to yourself if you thought it was smart. You know, moving Brad Stevens to the front office, promoting this guy from within. But just talk about a, an absolute defensive mastermind. I mean, who was the the guy that we used to always laugh about on the Michigan basketball staff uh, under Beeline, who was their defensive oh, coach? And we, Yaklich. Yeah, this guy is like Yaklich plus everything else that a coach needs. So yeah, I, yeah. it's just what an incredible team they have. Marcus Smart is a point guard. That was clearly the big change that they needed to kind of make, take the next step. Uh, and I'll put my hand up, man. I, I never thought this Celtics team would make it this far, not only this year, but also just under this whole Tatum Brown regime. I, I thought yeah. they were dead three years ago, uh, but man, they, they proved us all wrong. Oh, Al Horford, ageless Al Horford out of Grand Ledge high school. Yep. I mean, yep. Unbelievable. I mean, He's come alive. He's had the fountain of youth. There's something going on there because he's playing lights out basketball. And, and a guy like that can go a long way with the other superstars on the team. He he does all the dirty work. He rebounds. And, man, he's been coming on fire offensively. Yep. It's been a great story. It should be a good series. Yeah. Uh, moving on, we'll just wrap it up with a little baseball talk. And the Tigers, you know, 19 and 30, you know, 12 and a half games back of the Twins. But – up and down, up and down. The big exciting story for me, and I don't know how uh, Bally's been covering it, was Cody Clemens, the call-up. Oh, yeah. He's been asking for it. Thing that was thing that's awesome about that, man, is, you know, you hear about Roger Clemens, uh, and you think, you know, this guy's an old, you know, jerk. He's not going to want to do any media. Dude, right. I tell you what, he was hamming it up, man, in the clubhouse, in the concourse, everywhere, doing all the interviews, doing the in-game hits, doing it, doing the pre-game hits. Dude, he's been doing everything. And – it's just awesome to see like Roger Clemens. When you think of baseball stars, I mean, it's hard to beat him really. I, I, in my lifetime, he's probably number one on there, man. Guy was a superstar for 20 years. Uh, but Cody Clemens, what a great story. I mean, 26 year old finally gets his chance. Uh, it was came at the perfect time where we needed, you know, a little bit of a boost of morale to this Tigers team and, and, you know, maybe around the office a little bit. It's been awesome. Uh, I've been following his story. It takes a lot for me to get up for these kind of minor league stories uh, mm -hmm. But even before he got pulled up, I was kind of following this guy. Yeah. It's cool to see. I mean, he 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 did it the hard way. He didn't get it there off of his dad's name. I mean, right. It's awesome to see, man. Yeah, they, they hopefully. I'm looking at the box score right now. As as we're recording, they're winning five zero over the Twins. So I mean, they're not in last place in the AL Central anymore, and they're nope. actually starting to win some games. Tarek Skubal is do, dealing tonight again. We talked about him. He's having a great season. He's Clement Clemens is sitting at 0 for 2 right now. So he's still looking for his first major league hit. You know, once he gets that out of the way, hopefully mm -hmm. he can just find a groove and Settle start in, playing right. well. But, you know, Riley Green is supposedly working his way back. That would be big to get him back. You know, when some of these other pitchers start, you know, coming back, you know, 
I think we kind of said it. They maybe have dug themselves too deep of a hole to dig dig out of, but they could fight their way. They, they could fight their way back to be in the conversation for the wild card if yeah. they can keep playing well. You know, winning the division. You know, probably not. Obviously, series get, getting the hunt for the wild card. I think that could be doable. But. Right. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, even if it doesn't, I'll just say this, man. I mean, you, you, you. We've said it a couple times already. What more do you need to see? This Scooble guy. He is a star. Yes build this franchise around him and fun fact we still got first number one overall pick casey mize waiting in the wings who was a stud when he's healthy so just yeah. keep building around this rotation eduardo rodriguez you'd love to see the the dugout shots of him teaching school in the dugout <laughs> we just showed that for i think like a minute one of these broadcasts uh, yeah. not too long ago and it was awesome to see that man uh so no i think school just keep stay patient I think next year is where we really, really find out what Avila has been building and what hinge this whole kind of regime. Just take take the positives when you can get them this year. The Clody Clemens type stories, the Riley Green soon getting called up, and just know that we have our ace in Tarek Scubel, man. Go Tigers! Let's hope, Let's hope right. they crawl back. Absolutely. Hope we see uh, Clemens and maybe Scubel the game we go to, Jared. That's coming up, I think. Yep. June tenth. Finally. Right, yeah, finally is not right. quite the opening day we uh, always had dreams, nope. but uh, the random game in June will do. <laughs> we'll reschedule opening day next year for sure. Well, let's call <laughs> it a pod, fellas. Uh, just a reminder: this has been the Three Point Podcast presented by Memorial Healthcare, home of the Now Community Wellness Center. Follow us at Three Point Pod. Spread the word to everybody out there, and make sure you give us a like. Uh, make sure you let all our great partners know also that you listen and enjoy the show. They include Pro, Pro Real Estate and Auction, Nelson House Funeral Homes, Rivals Tap House and Grill, Success Group Mortgage and Servicing, The Wash of Owasso, and the ALS Association of Michigan. Till next time, so long, everybody, and thanks for listening. Hey, gang, please consider a donation to the ALS Association Michigan chapter, serving people with ALS and their families since 1988. There still is no cure for Lou Gehrig's disease, and every 90 minutes, someone is diagnosed with ALS. For more details, go online at webmi.alsa.org. Three Point Podcast is a Sportsnet Michigan Three Point Podcast production. Subscribe and share on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or any of your favorite podcast hosting sites. Comments and questions can be sent via social media at Three Point Pod or by email to Three Point Pod at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.